Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Flickin' Real fans. Uh, welcome to News and Views on the Flickin' Real Fancast. We are your source for news, reviews, and daily discourse. I am your host, Jesse Swift, accompanied by my good buddy, Mr. Scott Fox. How you doing, Scott? How are you guys doing today? Glad to be here. And excuse the background, we bought IKEA furniture, so my living room is in just complete, <laughs> complete disarray with boxes and pieces of wood everywhere. That'll be my project for the remainder of the day. So you have my sympathies. We have gone through so many boxes of IKEA furniture or Big Lots furniture in the last couple months of moving in and all that good stuff. Oops, I got this little banner thing running down the bottom. We don't need you anymore, but still, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yes, we would greatly um, appreciate it. Absolutely, and there's a uh, many reasons why, but uh, we really want to grow this channel and devote more time and energy into making informative and entertaining content, and this can be achieved most simply, like it said down there on the banner, just by taking a second to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel, and also follow us on all of our audio formats, whether that be uh, Apple, Spotify, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all that good stuff. We are all over the place, easy to find, and getting audio listeners is a of paramount importance so please please share those links listen to them while you're on the drive i know a lot of you guys got commutes to work or you're doing some chores at home it's a good way to do it uh i, and I will say i do like that we both decided to sport dc shirts today mine is clearly very weather worn yours looks much nicer and newer ironically these two incarnations are going to be in the same film which we will talk about uh the last thing really quick is you at home can help support the channel and by visiting Streamlabs or submitting donations through Super Chats on YouTube. And we're happy to answer your questions or discuss whatever topics you bring to the table. Uh, one day, I would love to do this full time. But that starts with getting more subscribers, sharing, growing, all that good stuff. And that is all relying on you guys. So let us know how we can do better. If you have any thoughts, concerns, all that stuff, throw in Streamlabs, throw in the chat. Let us know what's going on. Awesome. Uh, so with all that jibbled jibber jabber out of the way uh scott it is time to go to your segment of the show that you created what like three weeks ago that i have very much enjoyed doing uh, and it's been a mainstay i think the folks at home have been liking it as well yeah it's a great uh, opportunity for people to engage in the comments uh jesse please make sure you turn off the regular comments uh look at them one last time really <laughs> quick before... oh maddie piss all the way off Hey, Maddie says, literally just about to watch a Dune, but I had to stop by and show you Legends some love. I, I love you, man. Um, I will be seeing it Thursday night at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. I'm halfway through the audiobook, and I cannot wait to see yeah. this movie. That's right. You it's were talking about so, that. You said you might be. So sweet. good. You're probably approaching the cutoff point for this movie. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited for that because there's – it's just, it's really good. So I'm, I'm pumped. And likewise, Galaxy Geeks channel says this is a great channel. And if you guys have not checked out Galaxy Geeks, they cover all things geeky. Make sure to hop over there. Not right now, but after this show and subscribe to their channel. Uh, and Maddie wants his flick and real professional pro board like I have up here. Uh, that thing's not even gripped. I have the roll of grip tape on there somewhere. All right. But uh, we will let you lead the charge scott what kind of trivia do you have for me and the audience at home Ooh, he's excited I, he said I he's closed all the extra windows so i think my i think my lag disappeared hopefully uh we are doing in 
uh, celebration of doing DC fandom this week, and most of our conversation is going to be about that. Uh, I have six DC film questions for you, sir. Hey, please go ask your brother. You don't know what I are. Well, I think they're all gone, so you guys can go have a different treat. <laughs> My wife is currently out of the house for an hour, so um, yeah, they, they want to participate. They love DC trivia. All right. I'm going to give you the softball that I wrote first. You got six questions. We're going to test Sorry, your no, abilities. It's all downhill after that. I like it. I like it very much. Frank Gorshin portrayed what villain in the 1966 Batman film? Is the Riddler. That is correct. Check. I will well, say, though, I'm a little concerned that a 1966 Batman movie is your only softball. Uh, well, they're getting more current, so you'll, you'll appreciate them a little more. Um, what actor... Hmm. Plays the decoy Raz Al Ghul in Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins. Ken Watanabe. That is correct. Well done, sir. Thank you so much. All right. In Superman the movie, who played Ursa, General Zod's second in command? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you would have asked what is the character's name, mm -hmm. I could have mm -hmm. done it. I flipped a script on this one. You did. And I'm flipping the finger at you. <laughs> I, I I can't even guess. <laughs> I, I did I did make sure to call it Superman the movie. And not um, Superman the motion picture. <laughs> it is Sarah Douglas, good sir. Sarah of course. Douglas. Sarah mm. Douglas, right. Uh, she is noted for playing both of those roles. And then in 2018's show Supergirl, she played a character. And that is literally it her, on her, her repertoire. complete filmography? Nice. Uh, not complete filmography, but uh, her noted roles, especially in America. She's British. And I believe also more of a theater actress. But anyways. Now well, I, I seem to have, was in theaters. No, I no, seem to have like... loaded a lot of... Uh, Superman in here, so I'll give you the other one. Well, it's okay because we didn't get a lot of Superman DC fandom, so you can always count on Flick and Reel to bring you the Superman. Where's so my Man of Steel 2? God damn it. All right. Or just give me Henry Cavill as an uh, as a legit tie-in teaser. But whatever. What actor portrayed Nuclear Man in Superman 4, The Quest for Peace? See, this specifically is something when I was doing, I almost wore my inner geekdom shirt today, but I had black pants on. I didn't want to be all black. Uh, I Wait, you said who played Nuclear Man? Yes, Nuclear Man. Well, technically Gene Hackman provided the voice, and that's a fact. I can't remember the name of the actor that did the body for Nuclear Man. Oh, you can't see the comments, but Wingblade nailed it. Of course he did. He's a Superman expert. If he spins and Superman he on the wheel. And he even got your voice for Gene, Ack uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, uh, he's the one the, that educated me on that. So The actor is Mark Pillow. Mark Pillow. Oh, man, Sean's so mad at me right now. He's so, <laughs> it's like raging in the chat, I'm sure. You're, you're a whopping two for two. <clears throat> Not two for two. Two, two. This, right? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this one because this one's brutal. And not very nice question. And then I'll give you one that's right in your alley as the last question. Right. What actor plays Father Hennessy, the insomniac alcoholic priest, with the ability to communicate with the dead in 2005's movie Constantine? 
I'm just going to put a check mark or an X right here, real quick. Father Hennessy. Oh, I'm thinking of the people in that movie, and I can think of three actors that are not that person. Shoot. It's a good one, though. Bring in some Constantine. I know yeah, this isn't he's right. I'm a just little heavier say... set. No, nah, I'll just throw Peter Stormare, but I know that's not right. Mm. Pruitt Taylor Vince. Who? You're Oops. welcome. <laughs> Pruitt, Pruitt Taylor Vince. <clears throat> All right, Sean. Yeah, that's uh, that. that was. I wanted to. Uh, and Wingblade was uh, growling at you for that last question. All right, and so final question here for you. This is going to be up your your alley. I know you are a huge movie film score guy. Well, and so I'm going to preface this question by saying, listen to the whole thing. In Batman '89, mm-hmm. Tim Burton hired a regular co-collaborator, Danny Elfman, to do the first two Batman movies, Batman 89 and Batman Returns. However, when Joel Schumacher took over, he hired a different person to do the scores for the movies. Who did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin? Sean's going to shake his head at me, but I have one person coming to mind that I, I don't know. He said a lot of sporadic things. It's not. It's not Jerry Goldsmith, is it? Nope. No. I, I'm going to give you a hint. The gold you're on the path with. Oh no! Wingblade nailing it. Of course, he's still in it. He's still. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think right now. And he also said the actor from Constantine is that guy that you go, oh, that guy. Nobody yeah. knows his name, but you know his face. Uh, it is Elliot Goldenthal. Elliot Goldenthal. Yep. And he took inspiration from Danny Elfman's first two uh, for the next ones. But it was once not again, same. I have laid way too many softballs up for you, but I hope that you <laughs> I hope that you struggle. I actually, I actually thought you would get this one, that one, just because I knew if I had asked the Danny Elfman question, you would have nailed that because I yes. know that one. Well, I'm um, glad that you know roughly where my like my foundation of knowledge is. Well, I was just testing it because I also know you're a big DC guy, but those two movies are shunned by a lot of Batman fans. Quick reminder before we go: um, was that the last one, or do you have another one? Uh, that was that was all six. You went two six. and four. Killing it. Uh, just Let me remember, turn off guys, my comments. To like the video, and if you would please share it somewhere and let us know. Did you share it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever? Uh, let us know that in the comments, and don't forget to vote on the poll. I'm curious what people say, and maybe we'll take a look at the poll uh, at the end here. Let all me just right. say. Mike Deacon commented that that question was just asked on the Schmodown. I did not know that. That means my quality of question is coming up. I feel good about that. There you go. Next year, Scott Fox, right, for the Schmodown. <laughs> here we All go. Right. We're having a whole Schmodown debate on there. All right. Uh, let me bring it up here. So your categories, and everyone feel free to play along, is comic book movie alter egos. Oh, crap. 
crap. Okay. All right. Oh my gosh. I think this mm, possibly the easiest one first. Maybe. Okay. Let's set the bar there. Uh, we got Sean in the chat, Mike Deacon. Uh, who else is in here? It's Maddie Gunner showing your Galaxy Geese. I hope you guys are all ready to play along. All right. Number one, who is Flint Marco better known as? Hold on. Give him a minute. Comic book alter egos, Flint Marco. Yes, all of these characters have been in a film. You ever have a horrible thing where the wrong name keeps popping in your head? And because you said Flint, Mar Flint Marco, I keep thinking Flint Lockwood, even though I know it's not. Um, Big hint in his name being Flint. And we need an answer in five, four, three. Inferno? Two, no. Oh. One, zero. Scott, Fire this, something. Is, this does not bode well for you, sir. No, I'm going <laughs> down in a blaze of glory here. Just so everyone knows, there's nine more coming. And I'm sure that, I want to see, is the chat? <laughs> yeah, Sean's, Sean's getting it. Uh, you are looking for Sandman, played by Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, Scott. Oh, my gosh. All right. And by the way, Thomas Hayden Church, outstanding actor, really good in Sideways, as well as on the show Wings. Um. Also, George of the Jungle. All right. Uh, number two. Can you hear me okay? It looks like you're... Okay, your camera froze. No, my, well, somebody tried calling my cell phone, and my phone is my camera right at the moment, so... You know what? It's really good quality, though, to be honest. It's not noticeable. But, well, so. the new ones have up to 4K, so as long as you get your settings correct, it's not too bad. Nice. All right. Number two. I'm going to start blazing through this so we can get to DC fandom stuff. That's what everyone's waiting for. They're like, move through it. All right, question, or I guess name two. Who is Al Simmons? Spawn. Ooh, that's the one you knew right away. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I I really like Michael Jai White as Spawn. I'm curious to see how it'll work with uh, Jamie Foxx, um, Jamie Fox, but I really did like Michael Jai White. And uh, John Leguizamo uh, as... Uh, oh, the Violator. Violator, thank you. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed that movie. And All it right. was actually pretty good for the CGI for its time. I hope I'm not showing my hand too much, but this character has received two films. Who is Alec Holland? Let's see if who's got this in the chat. Um, see, Alec Holland. Nobody, nobody yet. Nobody um, knows Alec Holland. All right. Five. Mm. Four, oh, my gosh. I know the name. I'm, I'm blanking, though. Two, one. It's all right. Obviously, I, I bombed my questions. You're looking for Swamp Thing. Well swamp done. Thing. All right. Well done. Uh, number four. Okay. Uh, no, no hints for you, Sean. Uh, this one is a little back to a little bit easier. Kane Marco. Who is Kane Marco? Check the chat here. Oh my chat. gosh. Right when you think you know something, then somebody starts actually testing you. I'm, I'm testing you, buddy. Kane Marco. And this is comic book adaptation. Yeah, these are comic book movies. Movies? They're all yes. movie? 
Okay. Every, every one of these is a character in a film. So I'm not just pulling out comic book obscurity, I promise. Kane Marco. Why do, I, I want to say Scarecrow, but I don't think that's right. All um, right. Hey, Jake Berlin in the chat saying, I'm really digging this new look, and this is a perfect opportunity. Shout out. Jake Berlin has redesigned and restructured the whole show. So we got these really great overlays and stuff. Awesome thumbnail. Jake, thank you so much. You are the man. Uh, check Jake Berlin out on Apocaflix. I was just on the channel. Uh, speaking of DC Phantom, we did a huge live stream. And on top of that, uh, he also is on a certain POV, which is their Schmodown after show. So take a look at that stuff. And Scott, you're looking for Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Kane Marco. Oh, he has been. Okay. He's been in two films. Yep. All right. That sucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, Scott. Number five. Who is Max Dillon? You know what? It's what you get. It's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) You took the gloves off this week on me. Max Dillon. I told you. I I, I was trying to start out the easiest one. Nope. Go ahead and just give it to us. All right. Max Dillon is Electro. Electro. And I got this one. (laughs) I hope somebody in the chat gets this. I know Sean's going to get this. So I'm looking to you, Sean. All right, Scott. Patience Phillips. Who is Patience Phillips? Jake's a Jake's an IG expert as well, too, so he might know this one as well. What comic book character is portrayed or is known as Patience Phillips in the movies? Movie. Um, singular. Quiet Why can't in the chat? more people be like John Constantine, just have their own <laughs> name, be their <laughs> alter ego? Jake, um, Jake knows. He said, "Wow, you went there." I sure did, buddy. I sure uh, in a movie. Um, and if you guys want to have an impact on what kind of questions we ask, because I love doing this every week, uh, go down to Streamlabs. Let's do a little donation. Be like, "Hey, do a quiz on this next week," and I think that'd be a lot of fun. Patience, Phillips. Are you ready, Scott? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, someone tells me this is out of Mystery Men or something like that. Well, Sean, there's, there's a. It's a, this is a gray area. Scott may be mad at me. But uh, this would be Halle Berry's Catwoman was Patience Phillips. Technically a DC film. <laughs> I almost did a I almost did a question from that movie, but I was like, that's just mean. This is the yes, worst is. movie the DC ever put out. All right, we're gonna Ouch. we're just gonna run through run yep, through the next four it. here. Oh Carlton Drake. <laughs> Who is Carlton Drake? Drake. This is a recent one. I realize I did get kind of mean on some of these. If you get the movie, I'll give you a, a crisp mm. digital high five. Yeah. Uh, Carlton Drake. Is that Wonder if Woman? I, um, if I tell you the from? actor, if I tell you the actor, I think Riz Ahmed. Maybe. Oh, um, my brain's fried right at the moment. <clears throat> Go for it. Say it. You're looking for the film Venom, and that's the character of Riot, the other. <laughs> oh my Scott's God. never gonna play with me. All right, you know what? I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done this. You know, this game was originally supposed to be me asking you questions, and you're like, "Oh, I'll ask you some." 
Listen, I gave you like softballs like every week, and then you just <laughs> well, we clearly know your level of competence versus mine now. Uh, all right, eight Jonathan Crane. That's like the second easiest one on here. Jonathan Crane, I know this. Oh my gosh. Um, it's been in it's three movies. Oh, let's see if the chat's the chat's cracking it up. Uh, <laughs> Sean says Scott wants to strangle you right now. Uh, Jonathan Crane, I know this, but my my brain is picturing the wrong characters. What do you got? Throw some at me. All right, what is it? Scarecrow. For some reason, I'm Doctor Jonathan Crane. Or are you stuck on? Okay. All right. Uh, nope. I was thinking of uh, a Spider-Man character. Okay. That's my bad. How about I'll even I'll I'll give you the comic distributor, DC Comics, because we're we're going to DC fandom. Waylon Jones. Waylon Jones, and that's DC. My brain wants to say something from Jonah Hex, but that's not right. This isn't as mean as Jonah Hex. Oh, <laughs> uh, Been in one film. Waylon Jones. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's Heaven forbid somebody line. ask you who Harvey Dent is or something like that. <laughs> Scott. I give you go for much, it. I give you I give you enough credit that I'm not giving you like any easy ones. This is supposed to be a flex, no. and you got spots. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, man. Um, yeah. Thank yeah, goodness I knew who Al Simmons was. Uh, Waylon Jones is Killer Croc, sir. Right, and I, I'm sorry. The last no, no, no. That's okay. The last one's probably the hardest one. If anybody in the chat got this one, I would flip my lid. Eric Brooks. Marvel. There. That's what I'll give you. Eric Brooks. Marvel. Where's I want I want Jake back in the chat. I don't know if Jake knows this, but just got Sean trying to do all the work. Sean's getting a free study by hanging out with us. What uh oh um What's up? Now then, I was trying to I was trying to run down my head a Marvel films and who Eric Brooks might be, uh, but I could tell you he was the lead in three movies. He was Sean the lead. Said, yep, Sean said he had to Google this one. Hold on, Eric Brooks. He was the lead in three movies. Marvel movies. <laughs> Yeah, Sean Wingate says a Marvel hero who had three movies. And these are live action, not animated? Yeah, these are live action. This is dirty pool. Uh, <laughs> hold on a second. Let me, I'm trying to think of somebody who's been in three movies um, and he was the lead. Mm-hmm. How does that happen with nobody knowing who, what the heck the guy's name is? <laughs> oh, it's- all right, you ready? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we, we're like almost half hour in. We gotta get started talking about DC movies. Oh, Sean Wingblade will give you the dates of the three films: ninety-eight, two thousand two, and two thousand four. Cyclops, Blade, Eric Brooks. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> what? Oh, that's that's good. Oh I'm my sorry. gosh! You know, you you step up to the plate, you might get boxed. Dude, I took those all right to the chin, high and tight, and on the inside. Several of them. Holy several of them are lead, lead characters. I just. I apologize to everyone watching. That was a, a bloodbath. Don't mind right. me. I know nothing. <laughs> All right. Well, time to get into the <laughs> main goodness. show here. Uh, we're going to talk about DC fandom. The first thing that we wanted to talk about a little bit, some of the HBO Max uh, first looks that we got here. When it wasn't, it wasn't much. There wasn't much to see. I mean, there wasn't a lot to expect. I thought we were going to get something about Green Lantern, seeing as how they've already cast Guy Gardner in that show, but they were they were quiet on it. The two things that we have to talk about briefly is the confirmation of two castings, which is Leslie Grace as Barbara Gordon and, pardon me, I need to look up his name because I'm not super familiar with the actor, but he is from uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, I believe it's Zolo... Maraduna, Maradunia. Somebody correct me because I'm sure you can pronounce that better than I. But he will be playing Jaime Reyes or Blue Beetle, which is definitely one of my yes. favorite DC characters. <clears throat> uh, I'm excited all, to see that one come around. Yeah, I love the concept art look they gave us. I'm like, yes, that is what Blue Beetle should look like, absolutely. And I think this is also a movie, and I know for sure that Batgirl is a movie. I was really disappointed that the biggest reveal we had out of the Batgirl panel was they're like, oh, she'll have red hair because she's Batgirl. Definitely, yep, red hair. We are confirming that. And they gave us this image, which, what do you do with that? I'm like, yep, that is a <clears throat> bat character with red hair. You can find that image in any number of fan art clips anywhere. That doesn't, I mean, Boss Logic will get me more excited about some of them than that picture will. Absolutely. Uh, what out of these two properties are you more excited to see? Are you more excited to see um, Batgirl with supposedly, and they didn't even confirm J.K. Simmons, even though Hollywood Reporter has already said that J.K. Simmons is going to be Gordon in it. Or uh, uh, I'll be honest, Blue Beetle. Beetle. It's something completely new. With Batman, we already know Gotham. We know a lot of the other characters. There's a lot of uh, kind of stuff laid out there. Most fans are not as familiar Jola Maiduena. Okay. That is. Take, take thank you, for Sean, it. for the breakdown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how he was going to do that in type to help us be able to pronounce it. But Blue Beetle, totally, uh, because it's a, a much lesser known property. And I'm always excited when they're adding things of value that we don't already know or don't have a lot of stuff to. Um, I, I'm tired of reboots and rehashes of the same things over and over again. I don't need another origin story for a character that I know like the back of my hand. Cause you can only do so many takes on well-known properties. Whereas with blue beetle, it's all fresh for most people, unless they're comic book fans, it's all fresh or maybe a fan of a little bit of what you got out of uh, injustice. 
right? Which, which one of the best characters in Injustice, by the way. That's true. Um, also, I have been getting caught up on Young Justice. I finally made my way into season three because, uh, and we'll talk about season four here in a second because that's another thing that's about to drop or mm-hmm. already did drop on HBO. Actually, they had a, a trailer for season four of Young Justice, and they're like, boom, two episodes on HBO Max right now. So I'm trying to get caught up so I can watch that. Blue Beetle, huge standout. In fact, the vast majority of season two completely revolves around Blue Beetle and the Reach, which is the alien species that the Scarab comes from. And if that's any indication of what we could be getting with this show, I am very excited uh, for that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much all my feelings about Batgirl and Blue Beetle. Um, Batgirl... I love the casting. I thought she was great mm-hmm. in in the Heights. Nothing uh, wrong with the casting, but they've been they've been toying with this idea for a while, and they've given it a couple right. shots. Joss Whedon and, was attached to the movie a few years back. Well, and then also with the show, they they pumped it out for <clears throat> for uh, the Batgirl uh, series that they did. That just. Um, well, the, it was the Batwoman, which was or, sorry, Batwoman, Kate, uh, Kate Kane, I think. Yes, and it just, I'm, I'm, ex- I hope they just do it well. That's all I care about, um, is do it well, <clears throat> and and not have this uh, constant re dipping in the well to try and make this thing work. Do it right one time, as opposed to just fiddling with it a whole bunch. And I will say, I'm a fan of seeing more and more like leaning into the HBO Max movies and the HBO Max series because I think the future of DC should be HBO. Totally. I'm I'm past the CW stuff if that offends anybody. I'm sorry. I know mm. Superman and Lois is kind of a great above most of that. I started watching it. It is pretty good. Um but yeah I would like to see it explored with some some budget and taken a bit more seriously. More budget but then also DC notoriously is a little bit darker. And that's hard to do with CW. CW takes a little bit more of a lighthearted approach to some of it. And I do like seeing where they can explore some of the darker avenues of some of the characters. And that's a great comment <clears throat> from Sean. Right. He is great in Cobra Kai. And Sean was bringing that up last night on the uh, Swift Wing Sunday Speakeasy. Make sure you guys check that video out and uh, catch us next Sunday at 11 p.m. Uh, yeah, so he's great in Cobra Kai. I can't wait for him to shine in this role. Me neither. I think he looks great, and everything I've heard about him has been fantastic. Uh, Young Scott, do you watch Young Justice? I have not yet. I know that it's up <clears throat> on HBO Max, and I, I've been kind of plowing through a couple other things, so I think that'll be the next on my list. You are in such a perfect place to watch that show because it will greatly appeal to your sensibilities and your passion of like DC and stuff, but it's to a point, kid-friendly. I will say, because we were, me and Sean were talking about this yesterday, once it hits, because season one and two happened, and they were on Cartoon Network, and they did push Cartoon Network about as much as they could with those shows to try to make them sort of adult, um, and then it got canceled. Six or seven years later, it got renewed and brought onto the DC streaming service, and they didn't care anymore. They didn't have restrictions because they were on basically an adult service. And then season four, if you watch that trailer, it is bloody. So the first two, watch with your kids. Three and four, eh, maybe maybe let it marinate a little bit. The uh, well, we'll we'll test the waters. We'll see what happens. But I am excited right. to. Uh, I do. It's on my list of. Uh, it's in my queue on HBO Max. And I can't wait to get a full review of the Dune book uh, here next week. Uh, I was a little late this week digging into it. And the second I started listening, I 
blocked out the world. I just it didn't takes, have enough time to plow through it. I it will takes say, a minute to like get what's happening. I think like to get in the immersed. Yes, I was going to say that same statement because there's so many characters thrown at you so fast with very little background information and you have to develop all the background through their dialogue and interaction to start understanding the backstory and all these things. And, and you have to pay attention almost at all times. Cause if you miss something and uh, you'll be confused coming down the road, cause it keeps building. Uh, but I'm, I'm in it right now. So it's, it, I was, I'm thoroughly pleased uh, with, uh, so I tried to check it out from the library app and it was nine weeks out and i was like oh that that's not gonna work so i bought it through apple audiobooks because i like having the book so i can listen to it whenever i want and uh it's you know what i realized and poo on me i could have just given you my audible password that's all right i like having the books (laughs) all right um moving on to the teaser section here uh on our second category here we got lots of different things we could talk about so i want to ask you what you want to talk about most we have uh a a little cut up like little mini micro teaser for the flash movie we got a behind the scenes of aquaman we got our first opening scene of black adam behind the scenes of shazam all teasers what do you want to talk about most we don't have to hit everything this is i want whatever you're feeling passionate about I'm not quite there yet for the flash. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's, I'm ex- yeah. I'm excited for it and it does look cool. Um, I really I'm, like, I'll be honest of the things the they showed. Oh, the, the, the look is fantastic. And I really love what they're doing. And I, I, I love that they're going to bring in, um, uh, Michael Keaton as an older Batman, and we see our Supergirl on the right over there. Yes. Uh, but I'll be honest. That opening teaser scene from Black Adam. I was screaming, dude. When he cooks the guy with his hand. I think a lot of us, because it was Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> were a bit worried that Black Adam was going to be a little light and fluffy. And that trailer was dark and grim. No. And he murdered the hell out of that guy. And I was like, oh, Okay, let's go. If that's the opening thing, and granted, that's going to be him in the modern day because they're pulling him back. Those were modern people with weapons uh, drawing Black Adam back. In the suit, everything, kind of the cloak, he looked awesome. Such Uh, a beast. Totally. And he, the great thing is he's he's physical enough uh, that the suit can just be a suit without having to have padding. And uh, but if that's the beginning. And that's the brutality he has at the start of the movie. And granted, we're going to get some backstory and to build into this. But man, this is going to be the Black Adam you're hoping for. Not not some uh, watered-down version of him. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I Black Adam really surprised me. Um, let's see. I think... I love I love the behind the speaking of like kind of the same vein. I love the uh, behind the yes. scenes look we got of Shazam, and I was talking a little bit about this last night. I am a absolute simp for anything mythology, so the fact that we have these two um, like goddesses with Calypso and I forget the character of Lucy Liu is playing, uh, but you have harpies, you have like gargoyles and griffins and 
they're all horrifying looking because you have David F. Sandberg directing it. And I love the aesthetic he does for creature mm-hmm. work. Even the the dragons, ever they had a lot of cool stuff. The my my fear with this movie, and, and Zachary Levi even said in the kind of montage that they had upgrades everywhere, upgraded suits, upgraded sets. Oh, the suits look so much better. Oh, night and day, night and day difference. And it was uh uh Gio Ramos. Great, great comment. Another L for those that said Black Adam would never happen. Absolutely correct. The hope is with Black Adam and Shazam both happening, then the next thing is we'll have that beautiful head-to-head with those two. Um, But everything looked amazing. I commented to you before we started uh, today that my fear with after watching that is they're biting off too much. It looks like they're taking on a lot. And but with in the that, best way, we can see a budget. We can see a budget oh. in this movie. The upgrade on the budget is definitely being well spent. Um, but I think they're banking on this movie, whereas the last one was a pleasant surprise for Warner. They were hoping, and it was a little more family-oriented. This one seems like it might have a little more intensity to it. Um, but man, it does look good. That My fear was just with all the extra sets, all the different places, I don't want them to rush anything. And Warner and DC are notorious, especially recently, for rushing. Rushing, rushing, rushing to try and get to a, a point too early. Well, one thing that's, you know, we talk about possible cons is this movie's like five years later from like the first Shazam. Or it's like five years mm-hmm. of filming. Maybe it's like four years. But still, when you talk about kids that are in their like pubescent years, my goodness, like... You can tell Asher Angel looks like he's in his 20s because he is. So does mm-hmm. um, Jack Dylan Grazer from like the It movies. They all shot up like being, and you, you face the same thing when you started missing years in the Harry Potter movies. They started looking like they were in their 20s. And I think they're kind of facing that. Uh, really well, we quick, even saw one of the uh, characters replaced with the regular version of themselves. Right, because it didn't uh, make Mary sense. Batson. She already had yeah, Grace Fulton. Uh, she already looked 20 in the last movie, and then she was turning to somebody that's like 25. It's like, well, this is the point of that. Uh, really quick, we actually have a surprise guest on today, uh, somebody that uh, just did the absolute most when it came to waking up at about, I don't know, 2, 3 in the morning to do the live stream of DC Fandom. And I'm sure that he has so many great things to say about this uh, awesome use of his time. Uh, that is my good buddy, Jacob Blunden. Who I don't think has ever been on the show, all the way from Australia. Hello, hello. Um, I have permanently damaged my sleeping schedule, so um, yeah, that's me at the moment. I'm now currently <laughs> just awake at four forty in the morning. So and I, be, and, right I have, and I have to be somewhat quiet because Taylor is still asleep and she's on the other end of the house, and she has work today. So I need to be somewhat quiet. I will. Um, I will limit how much I, I ask you about how you feel about that because I don't want you yelling too much. But we did sit through three and a half hours of mostly fluff. Oh, yo, yo. Uh, uh, Gio also made one more comment. I just want to flop back to about Black Adam being the best hope to see Henry Cavill back as Superman. Because you if have that's Danny what Garcia, it takes, same, if that's what it um, takes to Asian. drag him back in. Do it. Whatever you have to do, get Henry Cavill back as Superman. Uh, I mean, given given that the uh, that Dwayne Johnson has mentioned Superman a lot, I feel like that that at some point that is going to happen, and it is going to be Henry Cavill. If it's not Henry Cavill, I have a feeling Henry Cavill is in Black Adam. 
I, I have a feeling he's in this movie. The, I think it and, might be and, a uh, post credit, and then the next Shazam movie is like Black Adam, Henry Cavill, and Dwayne Johnson, like all in one movie. What? Um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods won't have Black Adam. That's what I mean. I mean, like three, yeah, the, the third the one. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that'll be the uh, Man of Steel two that we've been waiting roughly <laughs> a decade for because that was 2013. So um, yeah, it'll be over a decade if and when yes. we get it. Uh, but if that's what it takes, whatever it takes to get Henry Cavill back, he is uh, outstanding as Superman. And the people who uh, poo-poo uh, Man of Steel don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, Jacob, we were just talking about teasers right now. So out of the teasers between like Flash, Aquaman behind the scenes, Black Adam, Fury of the Gods, what stood out the most to you? Um Surprisingly, actually, how much we got to see of Fury of the Gods, considering that's the one that's furthest away. I actually think that that was... That's the only one that's 23, isn't it? Out of that that's, group? The, that's the 23 one. I, I I thought that we actually got quite a lot of footage and behind-the-scenes content, essentially, of what that movie's going to look like. Um, so that that was the one that kind of stood out the most for me in terms, especially considering the whole event was very much we're not giving you anything except apparently we're going to give you four minutes of Shazam that even for a movie that is a year and a half away. So that one was a little bit shocking. I I didn't know what to expect from Black Adam. I thought maybe since the they finished shooting, we'd actually have like a trailer, but. Mm. I think we all expressed equal concerns of the tone. And I think that we were pleasantly surprised with what we saw in that scene. Um, yeah. I, I think that the black Adam teaser was definitely the one that got me the most 180 compared mm -hmm. to everything else. Cause I walked in, I was black Adam was the one that I had the biggest question marks over. I was very, I'm I think I don't think it's going to do great. I, I'm worried about the rock being cast as Black Adam and that scene alone was the one that just got me. Okay, yep, I'm on board. Yep, um, I think that was like that was one of the most fun things to react to because we we're all mm -hmm. like, oh, "Okay." And I think uh, I'm I'm I don't want to speak for everyone and it's ironic cuz I'm wearing this shirt, but I think a little bit of a lukewarm reaction to the Flash. Like everything that was Michael Keaton related, we're like, "Yeah, cool." Ezra Miller, you're a garbage human. Like, uh, like I don't, I don't know how excited I can really be. Uh, but yeah, the Flash did nothing for me. Whereas the Black Adam one, I watched like five times in a row, just to make sure I took in every frame. I really, I, I, I got pumped up after watching Black Adam. Flash did something for me. Flash, I, I... Flash, I think was the trailer that we were going to get I, from day one. I like, I, and I, I said this beforehand, I, I, I thought it was going to be very much a teaser. It was going to be something that just was all but an announcement trailer of this movie is coming and Michael Keaton is back in it. And, and so is Ben Affleck. Which... They showed Ben Affleck's cow. They showed Ezra Miller. They showed two flashes and they gave you Michael Keaton's voice. That, and then they very also... strongly hinted at the Batmobile. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the Burton Mobile. Like you can tell by the shape yeah. underneath it, it's the Burton Mobile. Which um, I think it was a mistake. I, I think it was a mistake to not actually show it. I think that that's. Yeah, I, that's I, a, I think that's another that, second of screen time. Just I think for for an announcement trailer, that 
instead of showing Keaton, and I didn't even think about that, instead of actually showing Keaton, that's that's what you do. You you take he takes off the um sheet and it's the Batmobile. And and I think that would have been the thing that gotten a lot of people a lot of people a lot more excited about oh shit <clears throat> this is keaton like that's doing keaton that's the most iconic batmobile too yeah still and think, versus yeah. all the other films all the other other variations of the batmobile that one is the one that when you see it you immediately know exactly what it is what movie it was in who was driving it um the other what? ones are kind of like you know they they're they're cool, but nothing is quite like the '89 Batman Batmobile. Yeah. And what what Gio's saying here isn't, I think, a good thing. Is it's a Flash giving some strong CW vibes in a couple shot? Um, I, I I wouldn't agree. I I, 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 I want I want the first real trailer because I need to see the scale of this movie because it seems like it's one of the most ambitious things that DC's ever done, but the teaser doesn't hint at that as much as it could have. I think. Uh, but I think moving on, uh, not really much to talk about with Aquaman other than some really cool concept art. I want to talk about a certain trailer that Jacob was there for me, embarrassing myself because I was laughing so hard. And that is this little gym right here. John Cena and James Gunn coming back for the Peacemaker trailer. Apparently not everyone's as hot on this trailer as I am because I've been, I've been talking to folks, but I want to know what you guys thought. Scott watched it right before the show. Uh, Scott. I thought it was hilarious and right. I look forward to the the type of humor like when he's talking to the guy at the hospital the janitor and he's like I'm a superhero and he's like what one peacemaker that's not a superhero and he's like trying to justify his existence to a janitor in a hospital um, it just kind of speaks to the fact that he has all kinds of different complexes then you see him engaging with Robert Patrick as his father and he's still got this uh, he's the lesser of the children in that family he's the runt weakling lowest of the kids and his dad treats him that way and he's got a complex and i love that they're kind of exploring some of that i really enjoyed the trailer i thought it was uh really well done to kind of lay the groundwork for the show and what it would be so i was i was pleased with it Jacob. Um, and I, I also love the moment oh. when he shoot kills the guy and then the the one lady and i'm blinking on her name shoots him and he goes you don't have to you don't have to shoot him after i've already killed him um but some of that stuff is just it was nicely done in the trailer um this show again, it was—it's very clearly in the same mold as Suicide, as the Suicide Squad, and I'm not a fan of the Suicide Squad. It didn't work for me. Humor didn't work, um, and and so I, this trailer didn't work just because it is so heavily leaning into that film. But I'm also in the massive minority when it comes to that movie, so. To, I think a lot of people, this is going to work, and I think it's going to be a very successful show, and I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It just didn't appeal to me because I wasn't a fan of The Suicide Squad, which is leaning. This show is really feeling like this. It's feeling like the Suicide Sequel, like the the, the one that they're getting now instead of the actual sequel. It's with the same characters. It's 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 like oh dear no here here is Peacemaker again very quickly. So, uh, I'm, yeah, well, well, not for me, but I'm, I, I feel like it, your opinions on the Suicide Squad are going to be very much influence how you feel about this 2B series. Totally. This feels like just an extension of that same story. It's amazing how fast this came on the heels of Suicide Squad. Mm. Like it's, it's popping up right afterward. Um, 
But again, and I think you hit the nail on the head. People who like Suicide Squad, this falls right in the same exact niche. The the humor, the style, the style of movie, everything. Um, Vigilante just looks like a knockoff version of Bloodshot um, or Bloodsport. It, it just uh, it did have a lot of that feel, and and the people who really were on there uh, for Suicide Squad and, and enjoyed it will probably fall in love with this show because the character of peacemaker was one of the more uh enjoyable at least for the sense of humor uh one of the more enjoyable parts of uh, suicide squad so and i think yeah. it's completely fair that like not everyone loves suicide squad it was one of the first things i said coming out of it um because obviously you know i have a lot of friends that don't go and see movies right away and they ask me hey what you think and i said i love this movie but it is so strongly and unapologetically james gunn Whereas Guardians, I feel like is James Gunn reeled back in a good way, but it's a it's a different sensibility for a different group of fans and audiences. Whereas Suicide Squad's much more similar to his like B grade horror flicks and stuff that he did, and it worked for me. But that taste is very specific, and so I think if that doesn't work for you, it carries over here. He's had, he did six of the eight episodes of Peacemaker, mm-hmm. so you're gonna feel it, and. That's, that is, is what it is, and I don't judge anybody for that. Um, I've admitted to loving like Ash versus Evil Dead, and I feel like the the gross out, raunchy, gore porn kind of aspects are are similar in that, and uh, I'm I'm a fan of that. All right, we're we're at the we're at the big point. Uh, Jacob, I think, waited for the right time to come on the show because I know that he wants to talk about this and we have a poll talking about the batman trailer asking what actor stood out to you the most in the trailer is it colin farrell zoe kravitz uh robert pattinson or somebody else for me it's honestly colin farrell but uh i would love to hear what you guys think and this time i'm going to kick it off with jacob um again it's robert pattinson um i they keep talking about this take of the Batman and how we're going to see a lot dirtier. It's going to be a lot more <laughs> I hate the word gritty, but that's kind of what we're getting and, and not in a dark Knight gritty kind of way, but more in a, the dark Knight felt kind of polished to me. It had like a sheen <laughs> over it. it. It, it, the dark Knight has the, where ma- the prestige sheen to it. Whereas in this one definitely does feel like, we're going, we're going dark, like, you know, ugly and showing a real underworld of Gotham and this character. Now, I'm fascinated by it and, I, and I'm very much, I'm really looking forward to this movie. This trailer did, this trailer didn't really elevate my anticipation for it. I actually think it's, I, I much prefer the um, original trailer. I think the original trailer works a lot better, um, mostly because I think the original trailer has feels like it's it builds better. I feel like this you one, feel the seven vibe a little more in the first trailer. Yeah, this one didn't feel like it really built. It kind of just was like, "Hey, Riddler's arrested," and then here are a whole bunch of quick quick shots and scenes and nothing that really ties in together and kind of a bit all over the place, which is fine. And I'm, and everything I saw was really, really enjoyable. And I really loved all the little aspects of it. And I got very excited about 
hey, this movie looks really, really kick-ass, and I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, so I, I, I'm, I think this movie is going to be incredible. I think uh, I'm very excited for Matt Reeves directing it. I think Matt Reeves is an extremely talented director, and I think Pattinson is going to deliver us a Bruce Wayne and Batman that we haven't seen before on screen. I I think everyone involved is going to be, I, I think this is going to be one of those movies that we go, this was an incredibly well-made, wonderfully directed, one of the best, and probably one of those movies that at the end of the year, we're all talking about, going, this is one of the best movies of the year. And I, I can't, there, there's two movies next year that can really break my heart, and this is definitely one of them. This, I, I got to ask what probably, the other one is. Curious. The other one's probably um, Wakanda Forever. That one, that one could, that one, if it's if it sucks, it, that one could really break my heart. But I think this one, um, yeah, no, this this one, if it sucks, it's gonna destroy me. <laughs> I'm I'm on board, and who uh, who might also be on board is the man himself wearing the Batman shirt, Scott. I haven't gotten to talk to you a whole bunch about this trailer, but I really want to. Um. I think you hit the nail on the head here with the fact that the trailer didn't build the same way. There's a moment in the trailer where he has the line, I am vengeance, right? When in, in the original trailer, it built to that. And that was an intense statement. And it was like, damn, like, mm. and it was right as he was beating the crap out of the dude. Um, and it felt like we're getting the, the physical dirty Batman that we've been waiting for. Also an unrefined Batman early on in his career when he's not as polished, uh, as you know, Batfleck, where he's just given doesn't give a crap anymore, and he's killing everybody uh, yeah. that he can find. But this, the trailer didn't hit the same way, but it showed a lot more, and so we got a lot more glimpses into things. Colin Farrell looks great, um, and I think that really, is unbelievable. It's hard to recognize that it's him underneath if you didn't know that he was cast as the character, which is great. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be some cheesy prosthetic. We're like, oh, great. They gave him some uh, Cardi fake nose. No, they added weight. They did a bunch of stuff to him to kind of make him into this character. And it looks really good. Um, and I love uh, the kind of the chase scene when he blows off the bombs and then the Batmobile comes leaping through the flames behind him. Some of those shots looked really good and I, I enjoyed them. And I'm I'm uh, I'm with you. This movie, I believe, uh, has the potential to to let me down more than anyone else because my expectation is extremely high for any Batman film. And this didn't raise the expectation. It kept it right where it was. I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm uh, Batman is one of my favorite characters all time. And uh, I mean, I grew up in the eighties with Michael Keaton and I'm excited to see this. Uh, and I love the, the, the take that they're, they're putting to it. The, but man, you, if they, if this does suck, Oh, how terrible would that be? However, they've had time to put this together uh, because mm. of delays and everything. They've had time to go back and revisit it, relook at it, and really polish it out. I'm surprised it wasn't a better trailer. Well, Matt Reeves pushed this off like before we got into COVID and everything. He pushed this off like twice because it's like the script's not ready. The script's not can, ready. Can so I like, can I say one other thing that has me very excited for this movie? And please. it's something that um, not a lot of people would think about or really know. Uh, the budget's only a hundred million, Ooh. which uh, 
for a Batman movie, for a tentpole Batman movie, for it to only be $100 million actually really, really excites me because it's, no, okay, you're not just going to go and spend $80 million on a CGI fest at the end of the film. You're actually telling a detective story and a story because a Batman movie shouldn't cost more than $100 million. It really shouldn't. Like, for- Well, I've always said I think Batman would be well served as an HBO Max show because I don't think you need the biggest budget in the world or a bunch no. of CGI. You keep boots on the ground. You do a lot yeah. of detective work. And the action scenes are, you can choreograph action scenes. It's not the most expensive thing. Exactly. So I, I, the, that actually gets me very excited. So I'm, uh, that's something that I'm like, okay, you've decided that you're not. And, and that's not a criticism on the Nolan films because he was able to turn those movies, even with a, with a bigger budget, he was able to make those movies very much feel like they were Batman films, but they were grounded in a different sort of reality this one definitely ha- is grounded in what feels like a comic book gotham the uh the moniker of world's greatest detective i don't think has been lived up to in any of the movies yet no. um none of them have felt like real detective type work uh there's been some spy stuff uh and some you know some hacker type things but really the detective be- work Sherlock Holmes with a cape that'll punch your teeth in. Correct. There's one element. That's the one thing about the trailer that kind of got me a little nervous. Was Which part? The, we've, we've keep talking about how this is going to be a detective movie. And we see that the Riddler gets arrested in the first five minutes. Like we know now that Riddler is going to be arrested. I think a lot of the, the work that happens and the things that are happening are from prison. And that's what I, I'm hoping... I'm just very curious. I'm more, I, I'm, yeah, that, that's the one element of the film that kind of got me a little nervous was, oh, maybe this isn't the detective story that we thought we were getting. It's like, it's just the shit keeps happening to, and, sorry, can I swear? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, you're I, good. yeah. I, I think Matt Reeves said that this will span time though, because they are doing an inspired yeah. version of like The Long Halloween, which is like a year long story yeah. through all these like things that happen. Is that still is that still the case though? Because I know it was that was the original plan with Batfleck with um, Affleck. So I don't. Matt, I, Matt I Reeves don't... himself has, has he's mentioned the Long Halloween, but the one that he mentions most prominently is like the year one, year two, like Frank Miller stuff yeah. as well. But I think a large reason to have this Rogues Gallery. Whenever he talks about the Rogues Gallery, he brings up Long Halloween. As, yeah, because that was the plan. so because that was the original plan under um, Affleck was. He was going to try and get as many. He was basically going to do an adaptation of the Long Halloween and try and get as many of the rogues galleries as he possibly could in the movie. But I know that then once they went to Patterson, that script was thrown out. Like that script's no longer that that's that script isn't being used. So that's why I was wondering: is, is it, it? I know he's talked about Long Halloween, but is he is? I think year, yeah, I think you're right. Year one and year two are going to be the big, big um, elements of what they pull from. Which I like this spot that we find Batman in. It's not going to be an outright origin story, but it's not going to be a, I've been doing this for 10 years, super experienced. He's right in the thick of it. And that's why you have this like kind of prototype Batmobile, which I'm so surprised how much I like it because I Mm. didn't think I'd be jacked about a bat car again, because we haven't had a bat car since the 1960s. But this thing is a creature from hell. And when it comes out of the fire and comes after uh, Oswald, I was like, yeah. I I am for this. Without 
and I'm not meaning this the way that it's going to come out. Um, it it's kind of like um, Homecoming, where it's we're not doing the origin story, but this is still a very young Batman. This is still a Batman who hasn't become Batman yet. And whereas in, in Homecoming was this is still a Spider Man who hasn't become Spider Man. Now I'm not it's saying that, that means that I'm not saying that means we're going to have three films where there's a mentor from the MCU, but yeah. we're we're going to get his growing into into the role now. I'm just this is hoping, the rage yeah. phase. This is this is the angry movie. Yeah, and yeah, it is. I do like that Robert Pattinson is also only 35 years old, yeah. so he's still young enough to put several movies under his belt as Batman before he like Ben Affleck is is I I love Ben Affleck as Batman. His portrayal was outstanding, and I really like it. Problem was he's darn near 50 years old already mm. when he took on the role, or his late 40s. He didn't have a future length without passing the baton, whereas Pattinson is young enough that he could carry it for possibly up to a decade um, of movie worth. See, the reason, the biggest reason I was excited for that, um, for Batfleck, and the reason why the the one element of Pattinson that I'm that I'm slightly disappointed in, but again, I'm very very excited for this movie, is. We've never seen the family. Bat, the Bat family is such yeah. a big deal. When you talk about so the closest we've been being Batman forever and Batman and Robin, it's depressing. And that's what I'm, and I was excited for Batfleck because I was like, you, you, what you just said, the dude's in his late 40s. They're going to have to do the family. And it's the disappointment I have with BVS is that, oh, wait, no, you just killed him off and you're never even going to mention him. Okay. Yeah, they kill cool. off Robin and then Zack Snyder's like, oh, it was Dick Grayson. I was like, it was what? And so that that's that's a slight disappointment. And I and and now that we're going to get Pattinson, and it's like, hey, we're doing year two, and it's like, oh, cool. So this is going to be the fourth iteration of Batman where we don't get the family. Sweet, loving it. As long <laughs> as Joel Schumacher doesn't pick up the baton after this movie, I think we're going to be okay. I I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I am excited for this one mostly not just for this movie but yeah, also so because it's Schumacher could lay died the last year. The oh no no <laughs> yeah no not only no I'm I am unabashedly a fan of those two movies I, the the Schumacher movies for what they are I, I really enjoy I get Forever so much, I can get so much enjoyment out of those I movies. enjoy Forever and Batman and Robin is a spiritual modernization of the 60s Batman yeah, and I they are the, the, they're the 60s if you watch them as the 60s movies they are now I also understand the mindset of yeah I know but I just got two Keaton movies and I wanted yeah. a third Keaton movie I get that well, uh, I, don't I always blame, say that don't there's the Keaton movies there's the Keaton yeah. movies with Keaton I know Michael Giles in all of them but you got Keaton movies with Keaton that are one universe and and I always justify to myself as the reason they changed actors. It's it's a different story. Yeah, but it's kind of like don't, um, don't, I, I I don't I'm not a fan that Joel became the, the punching ch- child for all of that when it was the studio from day one oh, because they and and this isn't on you no. So this is uh, I I I think Joel made the movies he wanted to make. The problem was that the audience didn't want those movies, and that's fair. That's Warner Brothers fucking up. It's uh, who who their audience was. I agree with that. So, yeah. Uh, Sky, is there yeah. any last things you want to say? Uh, about not the a Batman shocker that Warner Brothers would move that mess that up. Yeah, mm. they they are notorious for that. 
Anything else, Scott, from Batman? Um, no, I, I just, uh, it can't come soon enough. I agree. Uh, potentially, I guess we'll know by the end of the day if it's going to still be in March or not. Uh, it will. It, it, um, I'll be shocked. Look, the, I have a theory about the Disney move um, that it's got more to do with Sony pushing Spider-Man than anything else. Um, I, I, I have a, a feeling Spider-Man's moving to March and Disney had to move everything else because of that. So, so Sp- I, I think- Spider-Man Far From Home and Batman in one month, sign me up. I'm gonna have my I, I have a feeling it's going to happen. Because look, look. Batman's the first weekend of March, and then whatever movie opens in the last weekend of March, it's a month apart. Um, if Endgame, yeah. if, if if Endgame at the height of box office was basically doing nothing after its for after its fourth week, Batman's not going to be doing anything after its fourth week. In right, in a you just don't want to be the week after Batman. Or no, exactly. That's the thing. Like you don't you don't want to be the week of or the week after. Week before, week of, or week after. That's. They're, they're the thing you want to give you want to give batman you want to give doctor strange you want to give pretty much any big giant tempolt a week a, like a week's breathing room obviously you can't do that in the summer but in march you can and that's what and that's what they're doing and i think it's an intelligent and smart decision i truly do believe that either avatar or spider-man is moving into that march state uh, I will, I'll wrap up this, the Batman conversation by saying I'm excited. I think the casting's phenomenal across the board. I'm very excited to hear more from Michael Giacchino's score. He's one of my favorite modern composers right now. Uh, him and like uh, Gorson. And I, I love how it's shot. Uh, you know, Jacob, you brought up, even though we're remiss to say it, the grit of it. Um, kind of the, uh, not sepia, but you know, there's 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 a color scheme there. I like that. And I love that this is like one of the first times Batman has felt, even though he's like a young Batman, he's felt like the Terminator in a cape. Like when he's walking through the hallway and there's all the muzzle flash and there's unloading machine guns on him and he's just angrily like strutting through it. I'm like, yeah, yeah that works for me a hundred percent. But I, I agree with everything that Jacob said about concerns and Scott uh, cannot wait to see more from this movie. I think I could be, I, I would be good on one more trailer. Give me one more and then leave it alone. We'll get a December one. We'll get it. We'll yeah. get a December trailer. I'm sure we'll probably um, get two more trailers, but I don't need two more. Nah, trailers. it'll be. I, we're only six months out. We're not even six. Actually, no, we're not even. We're six like four and out. a half months out. I think. Yeah, I we'll get one more. We'll get. We'll get one more trailer and a bunch of TV spots. That's that'll be. We, it. we got a TV spot today. Actually, they cut yeah. up the fandom trailer and put out a TV spot. All right, well, guys. Once again, thank you for joining us, Jacob. That was a nice surprise. Sure. And Scott, as always, appreciate you being here. Um, DC fandom is a lot to talk about. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad that we could have this uh, conversation talking about all the best of it and not having to recap the whole three and a half hours of Smallville reunions and whatnot. Uh, so yeah, uh, make sure that if you are watching this, that you liked the video, click the subscribe button and the little alert, and then follow us on the many places. We are now on Twitch sharing a channel with uh, Sean Wingblade, and that's watching with Wingblade on Twitch. Also, you can find us on all the audio formats. It's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, all the casts. Uh, so let's just round this out here with where the people can find you. And Jacob, being the guest, where can folks find you? Uh, you guys can find me at Jacob London on Twitter and uh, Letterboxd. Uh, you guys can also find me over on the Finally Tailored YouTube channel. 
this Saturday, we're doing a massive fundraising campaign for our trip to Spectacular. So if you want to come over to the to that channel on on Saturday, and we where well, we start at two p.m. PST, we're just going to do a whole bunch of games, movie brackets, and fantasy draft picks. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, uh, Scott. I'll, I'll I'll go, Scott. If you got some sound interference. Uh, well, you can find me here always on the Flicking Real channel and sometimes guesting on other shows like Finally Tailored and also Apocaflix, uh, just talking about comic book movies and all that good stuff. Uh, I wanted to thank everyone watching for taking the time out of your day to stop by and talk film and television with us. We loved having you. Uh, please, once again, share the video. We're trying to get it out there. We want to hit uh, 200 subscribers probably by the end of November would be awesome. So let's get that and that's pretty much it for me it's all the stuff so uh scott where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter uh retweeting and liking everything jesse shares and you can find me at church at the rescue church maple valley every sunday sharing the gospel all right guys and with that until next time next week on sunday and monday uh, 11 p.m speakeasy 11 a.m news and views we'll see you then keep it real Hey everyone, Jesse here, and don't exit out quite yet. While I have you, I want to take just a quick second to talk with you about something that's very important to me. Right now on the Flickin' Real channel, uh, we're just a couple of guys sitting around and speaking geek, but we think that we can build into something greater. We think that we can build a community, a place for all of us to come together and talk about our thoughts and experiences about various types of fandoms. For this to happen, though, we do need your help, so please do me a huge favor and subscribe to the channel. Along with that, click that little bell icon that notifies you anytime that we upload new content for your viewing pleasure. So again, thank you so much for stopping by and visiting us this week. We hope we'll see you again next week. And just remember, until then, keep it real. <laughs>